Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, Bills Mafia? That's your leading the charge. I'm your host, Fernando Shimuji, and I'm back with more Bills content and ready to roll. Just can't wait for this Bills Week 2 preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow. And, and today I'm going to talk about all the expectations for this game tomorrow, uh, about this, this news, the news from this week, and everything that were talked and we could uh, find about our Buffalo Bills. I welcome all Bills Mafia around. Kujeri is around, uh, is already here in the comment sections giving, saying hi and feel free Bills Mafia to interact via chat, send your questions, send your comments. It's going to be a, a blast and it's going to be a, a pleasure to interact and to answer all all your your messages and your, your questions. Feel free to, to send, to interact, to participate. So, without further ado, let me start talking about this week's topic. And, and it's the Bills game tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh. Right, The game is in Pittsburgh and the starters are going to play this game. Sean McDermott was interviewed yesterday and, and made it clear that he want to see his starters playing for one quarter, one quarter and a half maybe. So that's certainly the game that the Bills starters are going to see uh, the most action over all preseason games this season. And it makes sense because, first of all, it's a, a tough op opponent, and especially in areas where we want to see the, the competition and some guys stepping up on the trenches, especially offensive line. So... Uh, the Bills offensive line, the starters are going to be a handful, are going to have a handful with these Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defensive line. And, and it's good for the competition, for the preparation. And it's good to, to clear some, some air about which options are better in this Bills offensive line. And another reason why it makes sense to have the starters playing the second preseason game instead of the third one is that because it gives you uh, three weeks before the next game, right? Almost three weeks before the, the, not the next game, but the first real season, regular season game. So uh, having the Bills starters playing right now really, really gets you uh, in a good position in the sense that if you need some time to recover one of those players, uh, you get some time, you get three weeks to to have this, those guys recovered and ready to play in week one. Um, 
So hopefully we can get a, a, a pretty free game in the sense of not seeing injuries, not seeing players getting uh, nicked up after this game against the Steelers. And we can have the competitions uh, going at, at full speed and we can see who are the guys who step up and really can take advantage of those opportunities. And I'm going to highlight some areas where I, I'm going to keep an eye on in tomorrow's game. But if you are participating here via YouTube, Buffalo Rumbly's channel, feel free to interact, to send your, uh, your observations. What are you anxious to check about tomorrow? And, and where are you going to pay more attention? What competitions really really are more interesting or more, more important for you? Who are the players you are keeping an eye on? So I'm curious. Let me know if you if you have a, an opinion. Let me know via chat. If you are watching in another moment and not live, feel free to use the YouTube comment section. It's always a blast. It's always a pleasure to interact with Bills Mafia. And if you are listening via a, a podcast aggregator, via Apple podcasts or spotify feel free to go to youtube to hit that like button subscribe to youtube channel and also send your comments so we can interact and and, and talk about our bills i uh, before starting um to make my observations i'd like to send you a, a quick message from from jay space the king uh let the guy speak by himself and then i comment just right uh, right after him. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready? Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street, Go Bills. So, Bill, all Bills Mafia certainly invited to participate right before the home opener against the Oakland, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Sorry. And on September 17th, the game against the Raiders. So, uh, this mega podcast on September 16th, Buffalo Rumblings, uh, all Buffalo, Buffalo Rumblings, uh, comp- uh, content creators participating and it's gonna be really awesome for obvious mafia who'll be able to participate so let's start talking about tomorrow's game and and first of all with starters playing obviously it's always good to be able to to see josh allen playing but the first thing that comes to mind is please stay healthy and that's the main main uh the main thing that the Bills need to come out of this game, right? Uh, it doesn't. Obviously, we want to see Josh Allen playing well. We want to see the chemistry with the new weapons, the chemistry with Diggs. We want to see 
the offensive line doing their job. Uh, we want to see a, a good running game again out of the 12 personnel, just like in week one. But this time with Josh under center. Uh, but nothing of this matters if they can stay healthy. So the main uh, concern here is the player, the player's health. And I really hope Josh can get his his snaps. He can get his reps uh, in the first quarter. He can really start on fire. I think it's a big, uh, big time. It's it's big time for Sean McDonald to not allow Josh to stay for too long. Okay, if he starts slowly, probably they're gonna play more, more uh, the entire first quarter, even play a little bit into the, the second quarter. Now, if they can start really strong, if it, they can start really well and, and have a, a good, a really good couple of drives, I really don't believe uh, McDermott's going to play them that much, especially Josh. And so I hope he can start with uh, all gas, no breaks, and, and really start playing really well and can score a lot of points early on. And the Bills can have a successful couple of drives and, and take our quarter or keep you one out of the field sooner uh, rather than later, right? Uh, other than that, so not thinking about health concerns. Hopefully, it's going to be all good. Uh, I want to see Josh playing really well really early. And the same with Diggs. Balls to Diggs early and often. So get those reps done as soon as possible. Get our guys out of the field and play the backup quarterbacks. And that's a, a, an area where I really keep an eye on. A big battle unfolding during this preseason is how Kyle Allen has opened the door to Matt Barkley to step up his game and to become a, a real viable option at the backup quarterback spot. Uh, first of all, it's it's different when you brought in Mitch Trubisky, when you brought in um, Case Keenan, both with a lot of uh, starters experience, a lot of snaps as starters. Keenan more of a veteran, uh, Trubisky more of a rebuild project. Okay, the Bills always went this direction uh, during other off seasons, trying to have viable options, proven options behind Josh. And so this year was the first one that they went in a, in a kind of a different direction because Kyle Allen doesn't have the potential that Trubisky, uh, Trubisky's offered before, but he's also not a savvy veteran as Keenan. So I really believe Matt Barkley is closer to Keenan than Kyle Allen at this point of their careers. And obviously, the, for the week one played a, a, a big role in how we are looking at both of those players. But it's not that Kyle Allen was that bad during week one. He had his moments. And, and it's not also trusting too much on what Barkley did against third stringers, second stringers, and... and being really well protected, let's be honest. Uh, Matt Barkley got great protection from that offensive line, and and for some reason the Colts' third stringers, the second stringers, defensive linemen, they couldn't put pressure on Barkley. So 
he played a fairly a fairly comfortable game from inside the pocket, no pressure at all, and could scan the field, uh, deliver the ball on time. That's a guy who knows the offense. That's a guy who's who's comfortable in this offense. He's had a nice relationship with Dorsey already. Even Josh Allen called some plays for him during that stretch, and he could deliver. So uh, Barkley had a really nice game, and we can't expect Barkley to have this kind of games every time he sees the field. But it's not about it. I just trust Barkley more to be that savvy veteran that comes in and executes the offense at a serviceable level. Let's be honest, we, we are doomed if Josh is out for a longer period. So all we need from our backup quarterback is to come in and 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 keep the chip going, you know, keep the things going smoothly, uh, not trying to do too much, avoiding turnovers, handing the ball off, delivering the ball on time. And to do this kind of stuff, I really trust Matt Barkley over Kyle Allen. Yeah, Kyle Allen has maybe the better arm right now. He's more mobile. And I, I'm not comfortable saying, uh, I, I feel like it's a stretch to say that Kyle Allen can do at least a little bit of Josh can do. I think it's a stretch for Kyle Allen. But okay, he's a little bit more mobile. You can, uh, in theory, you can do a little bit more with Kyle Allen in the sense that he can survive the pocket a little bit more, get out of the pocket. But I really don't trust him to be uh, to be savvy, to be smart with the ball all the time, to have good decisions, you know. And, and to be a, a good backup for the Bills, you've got to be smart with the ball. You've got to take care of the ball. You've got to not force things. And we saw Kyle Allen forcing things in week one of this preseason. Uh, the screen pass wasn't there. He pump faked. He pump faked again. He forced it, and he, he ended throwing a pick six. That's a mistake you can't commit during season, in season, when the, the bullets are flying and the things are for real. You can't commit a mistake like that. Oh, but Josh Allen sometimes do, does that. Yes, he does sometimes, but, oh, man, we, we can, I'm sure all of us, everybody listening to this pod today, I, 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 I'm pretty sure we agree that Josh gets way more big plays out of those moments than, than turnover-worthy players or players that you scratch your head. So Josh has this, this playmaking ability to, to make it worth it to try those kind of, of passes. But Kyle Allen, not so much. And, and so I really don't see him as a, a savvy vet. I really don't see him with the potential that Trubisky offered. And that's why I believe Matt Barkley will end up being the best option for the Bills at this moment. Because just like Chad Haney used to be to the Chiefs, he Chad Haney wasn't the best quarterback available for the Chiefs to be Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' backup. But the Chiefs needed the guy to come in on important situations in the last couple of years doing playoffs. And he came in and did his job. He beat the Browns two years ago. Just executing Andy Reid's offense. Obviously, Ken Dorsey... Isn't Andy Reid's level? Hopefully one day, my friend, but not right now. Uh, anyway, I still like what I see from Dorsey. Unlike most people, I really love, I really 
like what I see from Dorsey. I have big-time expectations for his offense. And I'd like to see Barkley running that offense during this preseason because I believe he can drop back and deliver the ball on time and distribute the ball well and keep the, the, keep the offense flowing at least. Uh, we won't have a lot of big plays with him under the center, but he can keep things going smoothly. I don't believe Kyle Allen can do that. So that's why I'm keeping an eye on both of them after Josh gets out the field tomorrow to see how do they play in this week too and to see if Barkley can yet again for two consecutive weeks show everybody that they, he might be the best option uh, for this offense going forward. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So, still in the backfield, running game. James Cook looked great in the first preseason game. I hope he can continue to look great in the second game. Uh, he's going to have Josh under center, at least in the first quarter. It's going to open even more lanes for Cook because defense is going to uh, be ready or they got to be ready or they got to prepare or pay attention to Josh Allen on every read option play, on every handoff if Josh is keeping it to himself and running and rolling out. So that's only going to make uh, Cook's life even easier. And obviously, I don't expect Dorsey to open his playbook during preseason to show a lot of stuff so the Jets can have some even more film to, to week for week one. But I really expect Dorsey to play more 12 personnel, to give Kincaid some targets tomorrow with Josh throwing the ball especially, uh, since Kincaid didn't have many, they didn't have opportunities last week. Just He just blocked, right? And I want to see these 12 personnel with Cook running behind them and some play-action passes, Josh going for maybe some big plays early. And I'm curious. I'm curious to see it. I'm anxious to see it. I, I believe they really can, can do that and they really can take advantage of these personnel running the ball and also with play-action passes, exploring Gabe Davis deep downfield and, D and Diggs and, and Kincaid and even Dawson Knox on short and intermediate throws. So I want to see a little bit of it tomorrow. And also, I want to see the running game uh, doing well, being consistent well, because we are used to see this running game struggling uh, 
with uh, how consistent they they are, right? We saw it in the last few years. We saw a lot of Modern Singletary being hit already in the backfield and needing to avoid the first tackle there and then gaining some yardage. So I hope we can see more consistency. We can see more from what we saw in the week one of preseason with good run blocking and James Cook getting some room to work with because when he gets on the perimeter, oh boy, it's it's really tough to, to contain Cook. So looking forward to see him tomorrow. And also, I, I'm not sure if Damian Harris will be able to play. He just got back to practice field. So um, I want to see a little bit of Damian Harris in this preseason and, and his, with his first action in a Bills uniform. So um, excited to see Harris playing for the Bills. And remember, Latavius Murray looked great last, last week. He really looked great. He looks healthy. He looks fit. He looks powerful. And so it's good to have good options in the Bills' backfield. And Cook looked, looked fast, looked ready to, to really uh, grab this running back one uh, spot and never look back. But we, uh, I feel comfortable having Latavius Murray and especially Damian Harris. He got to be healthy. So having those guys are backup options and plan B, plan C, it's great. So I'm looking forward to that and not expecting much from the from memes and the other undrafted guys but we'll see if they can showcase something tomorrow then offensive line offensive line is really interesting because you still have competitions going on there and osiris torrance did all he could to to keep a starting spot uh going forward in week one uh with rookies and young players consistency is a big time concern every time so i hope Torres can continue playing well tomorrow. He can con he can pick up from where he left in week one and continue playing well because I really hope he can uh, hold down that starting spot. And it's not like I already told this. It uh, even last week when Nate was here from Circle of the Wagons on last Friday, I told and we shared the same opinion about loving Ryan Bates, but nothing against Bates. In all about how Torrance can improve the physicality, the strength of this offensive line. So I, I really hope he can he really can continually to play well and, and, and hold down that starting spot at right guard. Uh, it should give us a, a strong right side to, to run the ball, especially with Spencer Brown, who's yes, he's inconsistent on pass blocking department, but he's a really good run block. And he can he can consistently be good there. He can be really nasty and powerful run, uh, on on run plays. And putting him alongside Torrance in the run game, it it should really improve and and make our, our right side of our offensive line the the go to side to run the ball. So I hope Torrance can keep doing well there and especially hold down his own on on pass protection. Uh, I we will see more Ryan Bates at center. The Bills obviously won't play Morse that much. That's a guy who has a pass with concussion. So the Bills are avoiding some, some reps for Morse, even on on, on his uh, practice snap. So we're going to see a lot of Ryan Bates at center. And I hope he can do well with the changes and the snaps at center because that's a concern when you change the center. Um, 
and and also I'm looking keep an eye on, on McGovern because he would he is the big time addition to this Bills offensive line. Uh, we can put it this way, and and he's the starter there. But the Bills already gave some reps to Edwards during practice, and Bates is still an option. So uh, there is a, a there is a battle, a real battle inside for spots, and so. I hope the, the offensive line can really play well and those guys can 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 do a good job and make the best men win, right? Uh, on the left side, John Dawkins got to play a little bit, get into his playing shape. And Sarah is talking here about, about, uh, about running back position. I was really excited about Harris. We haven't had that kind of running back in forever, it seems. I agree, Sarah. And, and, and the nice thing about Harris is Yes, he's powerful. He can break tackles. He, he's a power back, but he has big time speed too. Don't let this guy hit the open field or he's gone. So it's really good to have Harris in the fold. And, and Latavius Murray also is no slouch. He also has respectable speed. But I'd say Harris is, is faster at this point of their career. So uh, that's something to, to keep an eye and 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 it's something to to have in mind watching the games tomorrow uh, so pass uh the pass catchers also as i said kincaid will have some opportunities for sure and 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 i'm curious to see kincaid catching the ball but the big time competition in this department is at the wide receiver position. And Andy Isabella has been a hot topic uh, for all Bills Mafia. And, and Andy Isabella has the speed to, to be a threat downfield, to gain yards after catch. And he's, he looked good in, in week one. So that's, that's interesting. And, and that's why the Bills Mafia is excited. They are excited about, about Isabella's. Uh, possibilities with this offense he's or he has earned even some snaps with josh allen and we'll see if he gets an opportunity tomorrow with the ones at least i snap here and there uh in this lot but i don't know man the numbers at the wide receiver room are really tough to make is to 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 isabella to be able to to get a spot in the 53 and the, the main place where I see Isabella being able to to beat somebody and earn a job is beating Deontay Hardy, who really didn't look impressive for me in week one. Uh, Hardy is a really small player, and, and he, I don't know, for some reason, he didn't look really fast, really quick in week one against the Colts. And I'm keeping an eye on... on I'm keeping an eye on Hardy this next week because I want to see more explosiveness, more agility, more uh, more everything from Hardy, if I'm being honest to you, in this week two against the Steelers. We got to see him being dangerous, returning the kickoffs and the punts, but we got to see him being a factor also in this lot when he's there because that's a guy who the Bills are going to use in screen passes or, or even on those short quick routes in the middle of the field where they can catch the ball and get some yak. So Hardy must be effective there. Otherwise, Isabella is is looking like he's ready to 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 give a run for, for Hardy's money. So 
those two guys, I really look at them tomorrow, keep an eye on them because I believe Isabella can can really uh, beat Hardy in this spot from what I've seen from both guys in, in the game against the Colts. So is it a possibility? I don't know. Hardy's cap hit is near 5 million if he's cut. So it's considerable. But the Bills have gone this direction in the previous two off seasons. They signed Jacoby Hollister to be a factor as, as a tight end too. And the guy was cut before week one. And last season, again, with a tight end, O.J. Howard was signed, had some some guaranteed money and got cut. So I don't know, man. I really, I really believe the Bills, if the Bills really trust Isabella to be their returner, and to be a, a better option as a pass catcher, as a wide receiver, than Hardy looking looking faster, looking quicker. I really believe he can he can uh, make Hardy expendable. So that's something that I'd keep an eye on. And Saragin is commanding. I might make uh, Isabella might make the hoster as Heinz replacement. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, been endorsed incorporated Heinz into the offense this offseason, had plans for him, and he was bummed. They may keep him uh, in this role. It's a possibility, Sarah. I agree. Uh, the Bills really don't need to carry the Taiwan Jones fourth running back spot this season. That's a possibility. But still, the Bills carried five wide receivers last year, and they now have, in theory, they have six now with... Diggs, Davis, uh, Sherfield, and that's a guy who came in as a, not a lock, but he played himself into a, a lock of making this roster and becoming wide receiver three, and then Shakir, and then Hardy, and then Shorter, who's a guy who I believe he's maybe not too good, but he's too promising to hit the markets right now. The Bills can't uh really cut shorter and and expect him to survive the 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 waivers and then add him to the practice squad i don't know if they can do that with shorter and then they already have six wide receivers so one in theory sara uh shorter is already taking that that role you know heinz role taiwan jones role so i don't know if the bills will carry six and or, or even seven wide receivers it seems way too much for a team that has carried five but we'll see we'll see the decisions will be made and the bills still have those important games tomorrow and in the next week against the in the following week against the bears so uh i don't know maybe it's a possibility but yeah hardy has uh, has some guaranteed money. It's a two-year deal. The Bills really wanted him really badly during offseason. Went hard after him. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't really impress me in week one. Uh, it's just one game. And and we'll see. Hopefully, he can play better tomorrow. And I'm curious to see Sheffield, man. Sheffield did a, uh, a great job during these training camps. Established himself as the third wide receiver. And we know that Josh can connect with Gabe Davis. We know that Josh can connect with Diggs, obviously. And even Shakir showed some 
some promise and we can we can see him doing well with this offense. But Sheffield is the shiny new toy, so I want to see how he's incorporated in this offense and 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 I want to see a little bit of what we've been told about the training camp happening in real game situations tomorrow against the Steelers. See Sheffield doing well. It's going to be nice and and the Bills need those options to make people pay for for really trying to take digs especially out of the game. So we need Gabe Davis healthy, we need Sheffield doing well, we need Kincaid and Knox. So it's going to be interesting to see this this Bills offense uh tomorrow the starters playing, but also the backup so we can see this battle especially at the quarterback two spot. But also some some guys in the offensive line, some young guys. McDermott even talked about it, about some guys needing to step up. We saw this week that Brendan Shell retired, and when a guy retires, man, we gotta we gotta respect because uh, it's way more than just football. It's his his life, and and only the guy really knows where's his mind at right now. And so he decided to retire. Gotta be respected, but the Bills are in a kind of a tough situation at Togo. I want to talk a little bit. So with no shell in the mode and with Spencer Brown being far from a, a lock and a guaranteed successful right tackle, the Bills are, are a little bit... Uh, in trouble at the offensive line, right? We have uh, David Kissenberry, obviously, the swing tackle from last season. And that's a guy who was worse than Brown pass blocking. So that's an issue. And and then we have some young guys who played well in week one. Vandermark and Gorich were two guys who did a good job in week one of preseason against the coast so let's see if they can keep it up against the Steelers tomorrow Tommy Doyle also did a, a, a nice job last week the backup offensive lineman played well uh, but something that I'd like to see and I already mentioned it here is to see Bates getting some snaps at, at right tackle especially I really trust Bates more than even Spencer Brown and and yes, he doesn't have the ideal size for the position, but I don't know. I, I'd like to test it before the season starts because in case Spencer Brown really struggles, I don't trust Kissenberry to be a, an upgrade. And I really believe Spencer Brown, uh, I really believe Ryan Bates can end up being our best option going forward at tackle even in in Spencer Brown's place if he struggles and can't get better during the season. So I'd like to to give uh, Ryan Bates some, some snaps there so he can be also... Uh, that's a position he already played in college and he came to the Bills as a left tackle from the Eagles, so he has some experience playing there, but I'd like to, to get him comfortable playing alongside Torres maybe uh, on the right side and, and to test Bates a little bit there because uh, I don't know if, if Brown struggles, man, it's really problematic. And and that's it from the offensive line standpoint, right? 
And Sara again commenting here. Thank you so much, Sara, for for being so active. And Sara believes Vandermark did a decent job at left tackle. Tommy Doyle probably going from left tackle two to right tackle two. I'd like one more quality offensive tackle for the season. And and I'd like to take this comment from Sara to mention today. Jason Peters, right? Not today, but, but uh, not Jason Peters himself, but Adam Schefter uh, reported today via Twitter that Jason Peters uh, assured him he's coming back for yet another season. He want to play, and he did a decent job as a guard last year for the Cowboys. And, you know, Jason Peters, our guy, started here, was a tight end, converted to tackle, so successful all-pro player for a long time, unfortunately, not for us. This might be the time to bring our guy back so he can help us offering some experience, offering some some dependable level play out of uh, any position you need him. You can play Peters at tackle, you can play him at guard. So I'd love to have Jason Peters back with the Bills. And... I hope the Bills are considering that. They worked out some guys this week. Nothing materialized so far, but I'd love to have uh, Jason Peters back with the Bills as a depth piece for this offensive line. And to be honest, right now, if you need to protect Josh, I trust Peters over Spencer Brown on a regular basis, right? So hopefully Spencer Brown can step up his game. He can have a good game tomorrow with all the starters and we can feel a little more confident on him going into the season. Other side of the ball, even more competitions going on, and the main one continues to be the, the middle linebacker spot. McDermott was interviewed and called out. Man, he called out Dodson in that interview, right? It wasn't like uh, he wasn't naming Dodson. He didn't single out Dodson, but Dodson is the guy who really got an opportunity so far. Bernard hasn't gotten this opportunity in preseason because of his injury. And I've said it all along, man. It's clear to me that the plan was Bernard taking over at middle linebacker. With the with the way being talked about Edmonds might be explored in some mismatches and needing an interchangeable piece with Milano at middle linebacker, uh, it screamed Terrell Bernard. And also... All Bernard pre-draft uh, evaluations said, oh, that's a guy who can call the defense. That's a green dot kind of guy, a leader of the defense kind of guy, uh, a film junkie. So Bernard was really the option. He was all along this option to, to become uh, Edmund's replacement, in my opinion. And Dodson, a shout out to Dodson for being able to hold down that spot and to make it a competition against against Bernard during this offseason. And he didn't allow the coaching staff to simply make Bernard a starter. But I don't know why so many people changed their minds on, on Dodson after week one. Maybe they were expecting Dodson to magically become a, a big-time middle linebacker. And, and yes, we had a lot of good reports coming from training camps about Dodson's performances there. But Dodson kind of is who he is. And I like Dodson more than most people. But he's, he's, he's a guy who, who, who would be or who, 
who is in the same trouble that Edmunds would be. Uh, when when being talked about Edmunds, they said that Edmunds could, could be in problem and, and it would be even unfair to ask Edmunds to deal with some of the quickest and twitchy guys, smaller guys coming out of the backfield or the slot position. When you replace Edmunds with Dodson, you don't fix that. Dodson isn't more athletic or, or or a better option than Edmonds for those situations. Dodson isn't an interchangeable place with Matt Milano. He's a middle linebacker, just like Edmonds, but not uh, not a good one like Edmonds. He's a, a, a nice piece. He's a solid, in my opinion, a solid middle linebacker who will be exposed in certain matchups and who will be targeted targeted for opposing offensive coordinators and will be in dif in difficult spots. The same thing can be said, if it was said about Edmonds, it can be said about Dodson and even more about E.J. Klein. Now, Terrell Bernard, that's a different kind of player. You can tell me that Bernard might be too small, then that he might be in trouble to consistently tackle well and to consistently uh, deal with blockers inside. And those are fair, uh, fair takes, fair observations. And we need to see more from Bernard, see him with more opportunity to see if it's really going to happen. But that's a piece who can be interchangeable with Milano. He can run like Milano or even better. He can uh, cover tight ends, cover running backs. He can run even with some, some slot receivers. And he can blitz just like Milano. So that's an interchangeable piece. And I really believe that the idea is to have Bernard as the middle linebacker. I believe it's been all along. And now with McDermott calling out Dodson saying they must uh, do a better job. There is room for improvement uh, at leading the defense, calling the plays, communicating. I really believe he's setting everything up to, to Bernard to be able to come back from his injury and take over the middle linebacker spot. Will he be able to hold down that spot? Will be he be able to become the long-term answer? We don't know. We need to see him playing, obviously. But the idea is to have him getting the first shot there, and I believe he will. Uh, we could even see in week one against the Colts, every time the defense left the field, McDermott was out there talking a lot to Dodson. I, I thought it was about just getting on the same page and really getting Dodson ready to be week one starter. But uh, it seems it's not this... Um, sorry, it seems it's not this case. It seems that uh, they were really not on the same page and that uh, McDermott really wants better from, from, from Dodson. So I believe Bernard is going to get his opportunity and I really have confidence that he can do well in this spot but I really would love to see they giving um, they giving Dorian Williams some reps inside at Mike linebacker and they starting to prepare Dorian Williams better for this role and to ask him to make the calls and to to deal, deal with this kind of stuff because something that we could see in week one uh, against the Colts was about about uh, Dorian can play. Dorian can 
go out and tackle people and and like a heat seeking missile he can uh run after people and tackle people that's a that's a, an ability that that's natural to 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 Dorian Williams so I I'd love to see them preparing Dorian a little bit better to become the Mike linebacker because no he won't be week one middle linebacker forget about it I I really don't believe he will and the only reason the bill could really play him at Mike linebacker week one as a starter uh would be to let him grow uh, playing and let him deal with with the difficulties early on playing but the bills never uh McDermott and his staff they never done that they never they didn't do that to Elon they didn't do that to nobody right uh recently and they won't do that to Dorian Williams so Bernard has been there for longer he knows the defense he's ready to call this defense and I believe he will get this shot he just got uh recover from that hamstring that can be tricky muscular problems can be really tricky but you gotta prepare Dorian ASAP because that's a guy who might have the best tools to to play this position with his long arms he's a short tackler so and he's young he has all the potential in the world so Dorian might be the best long-term fit there but he gotta be prepared to that position and he gotta start doing what's asked for this position that leading this defense calling the shots uh calling the plays being the leader of the defense so I believe they gotta prepare uh, Dorian for this position and and early really early so he can be ready and just in case Bernard doesn't work out, doesn't pan out during the season. You have Dorian ready by week eight, by week nine, after the the bye week to to step in and get his shot. So that's the way I would deal with this linebacker position. And I hope McDermott can can really uh, prepare Dorian this way. I see a lot of people wanting linebackers from outside and. It's not gonna happen. The Bills had all the opportunities to add a linebacker and and to make this guy the captain of this defense uh, during the offseason, free agency. A lot of cheap options, cheap and good options. The Bills skipped it because they trust their guys. So they believe they have a nice floor with the guys they have there, Klein, Dodson. And they they really uh, drafted Bernard and Dorian Williams to to get their shot and and to play this role so that's the way I see this position in this competition going on and tomorrow is gonna play uh, a huge role in how uh McDermott is gonna decide about it going forward Dodson probably having another shot uh holding down that spot Klein still an option uh I don't see Spectre being an option but he'll have an opportunity to impress tomorrow again and and Sada is here again not impressed with Dodson uh she said the Jets abused him by intentionally targeting the middle when Edmonds was out yes he's a downgrade no doubt he he's no one nowhere near uh Edmonds level and Sada don't, doesn't trust Bernard either uh he started one game and yeah he started one game in Milano's place but 
they won't play. For some reason, uh, Sara says, give it to Dorian, just play more time with Rep, assist with Milano at middle linebacker. For some reason, McDermott always shut down this talk about playing Milano at middle linebacker or making him the play caller of this defense. So it's not going to happen, and, and McDermott has a good reason for that. He could easily make Milano the play caller. Milano has been there longer than everybody. He knows his defense, but he doesn't want to mess with Milano at where he is. And sometimes it's it's uh, obviously the coaches, they know the players' personalities better than we know from outside. And I don't know, Milano never became this kind of leader by uh, by what he says or the guy or a guy who who really communicates a lot. He seems like more of a uh, a guy who stays more quiet and just just play and, and ball. So they decided to to not make Milano. I completely trust Bernard to be the play caller of this defense. And maybe that's the, the best part of his game is the mental part. That's what, what's been praised since his, uh, he was a prospect. So uh, I really trust Bernard to be able to lead this defense, to become a great communicator. And I'm excited to see him as interchangeable piece uh with milano but time will tell and then dorian dorian physically i think he has everything and he just gotta have some time to learn this defense and to be able to to become a leader that's a 21 year old kid it's not easy to get into an nfl locker room and earn their respect and become the, a leader of men so uh especially coming as a third rounder time will tell we'll see So, and then the cornerback position, another big-time battle at the cornerback spot, cornerback two. And I really believe uh, Elon is the best option, effectively speaking. I, I, I've told him this all off-season and, and during this preseason, but I'm really concerned about his playing in, against the Colts. He looked too too out of position sometimes and and too aggressive over aggressive and and i don't know it uh, it scared me a little bit how how elon played in this week one maybe trying to prove too much trying to do too much and it's it makes me question the way they've been dealing with him because i've already told it also but a lot of players just need confidence they just to be told by their coaches that they get the trust and they are the best and they can go out and ball and don't worry. And Elon hasn't been in this situation with the Bills. He's been in competition since day one against Benford, against Dane. And Dane seems like a pro's pro. So he does everything right. He's always uh, doing the right stuff. He's always in position. And all he lacks... From the physical standpoint, he he can uh, he has in the in the sense of preparation, film study, and knowledge of this defense. So, Dane seems ahead, and and that's that's a place where I I'd prefer to play Elon, even if he's struggling more right now, and betting on him getting better with playing time during the season and and being ready at his best 
down the line during the playoffs when you really need a guy like Elon to run with the ones like Tyreek Hill, Waddle, and 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 the the Hardman and the quick Chiefs guys also, right? So Tony. So I'd rather play Elon, let him struggle, but let him learn, give him confidence, tell him, look, you are my starter, you're gonna play, you're gonna play well, but that's not how McDermott works and Elon will only play if he really earns it on the field. So I hope Elon can tomorrow come in and play really well, play really well, be in position, make some plays, don't be way too grabby and and because he offers more than Dane, right? I like Dane Jackson. I love Dane Jackson as a depth piece, but not to be my cornerback too in a Super Bowl contending team. I, I, I can live with him there, but you have a guy who might be a huge upgrade down the line. So you gotta develop him, and develop Elon is not just develop him in practice, but also giving him playing time and letting him deal with the mistakes and, and the difficulties of real game uh, snaps so he can really down the line become not just a cornerback two but even maybe uh, or cornerback one down the line because let's be honest that's a guy who has his potential he has potential uh, when talking about being a lockdown cornerback I trust uh, Elon to to become this kind of cornerback even above Tredavis White capabilities. I think Tredavis White is an awesome cornerback all around. Cornerback can tackle, can create his own. He's really smart. But if you need a guy to line up, man up a guy and, and run with them and be a lockdown cornerback, I believe Elon has even more potential than Tredavis. So hopefully Elon can do enough to get this treatment and, and, and we can see him starting week one because even though he might not be the best option for week one. Uh, I have hope he can be the best option down the line. So that's why I, I go that direction. And for the first time, maybe Sarah agrees with me. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. And, and, and yes, yeah, Sarah is confirming. I agree about everything about what you see about Elon. And yeah, hopefully we stay healthy. No doubt, Sarah. And so and Benford is kind of between, you know, Elon and 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 then Jackson. I think you have more to work with with Benford than Dane. I think Dane is kind of maxed out. It's difficult to improve uh, where Dane is at right now because let's if you look at if you look at him when Dane was drafted and, and the scouting reports and expectations for him. We wouldn't even expect him to be part of the roster by by now, right? So he really played over all the expectations, exceeded all the expectations, and became a nice depth piece. But Benford is bigger, stronger, uh, younger. So Benford has more potential also than 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 Dane, and it seems Benford is even more ready for what the Bills want in the defense than Elon right now. So he's kind of between both of them and and I hope uh, I hope he also can play well tomorrow but not well enough to beat Elon you know because I really want Elon getting his shot and 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 I believe it's gonna pan out to give the shot to Elon and to give him an opportunity to play and and make mistakes 
do good things. I, I believe at the end of the day, just uh, just like what I told about Josh Allen, that he commits some mistakes, but he makes way more plays and good plays, big time plays than mistakes. I believe with Elon, it can be the same way. So I, I hope the Bills can go in this direction. And to finish about uh, the expectations for tomorrow, defensive line. And we have... My goodness, a logjam of players, especially at defensive end, but even inside. Defensive tackle position looks uh, stacked right now because Jordan Phillips is coming back, and I can tell you that I'm I'm comfortable moving on from Jordan Phillips because I really I really remind healthy Jordan Phillips being totally dominant and showing flashes of dominance in in, in obviously a few snaps. So yes, he never could be consistent there, but you don't need it. You need him in a rotation, being dominant when he's on the field. And and I really hope he can do that. And But Elian Koo played really well against the Colts, did a great job being that nose tackle, that immovable piece. And uh, he had a, a, an injury trouble yesterday. It doesn't seem to be anything serious, but I, I'm not sure uh, how it can affect him tomorrow playing, if he's going to play at all. But... Elian Koo has, has played himself into deserving to be part of this roster. And then you have Tim Settle trying a comeback season and playing really well last week. And then you have Puna Ford and Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver, who are guys who obviously will be there, not just in the 53, but also being big time of, of the rotation. So the Bills have uh, a big time Lodgen and defensive tackle and also defensive end and those guys gonna compete tomorrow and I'm I'm really excited to see those guys competing tomorrow because tell me you but I was really excited about Team Settle and Boogie Bastion against the Colts they played great they were dominant they never stopped they 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 had their motors running at full strength all the time so. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of Boogie Bastion tomorrow. And that's a guy, that's another guy who I love more than most. Uh, just like Saratoga, Sar- I just didn't agree on Bernard and Dodson, right? And, and Boogie is another guy who I I really love more than most. And and, and no, no, I can't say he has played greatly. Last season was underwhelming, in my opinion, for sure. But his rookie year, he didn't play much and he showed some flashes and and he really looks great right now. He, he looks fit. He looks ready to contribute. And, and the Bills have control over him for two more years. This year and one more. That's why I, I, I prefer to hold on Boogie Bash and move on from Epeneza, for example. Even though Epeneza has had more, more or better numbers sack-wise and more snaps. If I can trade Epeneza and keep Boogie, I'd do that and... and so I'm curious to see them playing tomorrow to see if it's uh, if Boogie can continue uh, on an increase, can continue to 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 impress, and and if Ipenez is gonna be invisible again because he didn't play much, but he was invisible with the starters against the Colts, and we have Shaq Lawson, we have all those guys, uh, even Kingsley Jonathan, and and a lot of guys trying hard to a spot too. So curious to see how the Bills deal with this logjam and defensive end. And yes, trades are possibilities, but the Bills won't get much from
from those trades. Uh, we can't expect the Bills to trade the Peneza or Boogie for second rounders like they were. No, it's it's totally unrealistic. And and but the Bills will need to move on. There, there simply there aren't spots for all those guys. And so we'll see tomorrow who steps up, who continues to impress. If if it's somebody else's turn, all I know is that last week Boogie was impressive, Tim Settle was impressive, and and Elian Koo. Elian Koo was also impressive. So those are my observations for tomorrow's game. Let me know you if, if you have something different. Talk, do what what Sada did here in the chat today and was very active and I appreciate you, Sarah, and, and and talk, talk in the YouTube comment section uh, and let me know your opinions. What are you looking at tomorrow against the Steelers? Those were my observations, my expectations for tomorrow's game. And I will be back on Sunday night with another link in the chart, post-game reactions, right? The full version live in Portuguese for Latin America Bills Mafia, Brazilian Bills Mafia, all Portuguese-speaking countries, and live at 7 p.m. East, right? And right after the Portuguese version of Leading the Charge, I record a 30-minute short version of it, talking about the game and, and, and which of those expectations I shared with you today were fulfilled and which ones uh, didn't happen. Thank you so much for, for taking your time, listening to me. Hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumbling's channel, subscribe to my own Fernando Shimudi's channel. And, and I really appreciate you taking your time. I appreciate Sarah taking her time to, to be a big time participant via chat today. And, and she she's surprised by Sado also, right? He stepped it up. I agree, Sarah. And she's looking at who's at right guard because it will show us who they really think is best at the position. Yeah, that's true, Sarah. That's a uh, right guard is is really really important, and I'm 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 curious to see who is who is gonna gonna do well there. But I'm rooting for Torrance, even liking Bates a lot. I'm rooting to Torrance. I'm like, please, Torrance, keep going, keep. Uh, showing you can be consistent, hold down that spot so you can keep this job because, again, potential. I'm looking forward. I'm looking at the end of the season. My playoffs time, if you can have Kyrie Island playing at his best, it's going to be better than Dan Jackson playing at his best. If you can have Osiris Torrance playing at his best, it's going to be better than not just Ryan Bates, but even McGovern, Edwards, everybody else we have inside playing at their best. So hopefully that can be Torrance. And so that's it, Mafia. I appreciate I appreciate you, Sarah, for taking your time. I appreciate every Bills Mafia member uh, that participated here via chat. Richard sent a, a, a Go Bills. Ruggeri sent a, a Go Bills. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody who were listening to me via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast aggregator, YouTube channels, via Buffalo Rumblings. Thank you for much, so much for for your like, for your view, and talk to you on Sunday. Have a great Saturday, Bills Mafia. And I see you on Sunday with another leading the charge. See you around, Bills Mafia. Thank you so much. Go Bills.